Hello, 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 and welcome to Akash and Friends podcast. This is one of the last ten twelve episodes we're doing, and it's very special because today we have somebody from our team who is finally agreed. I tried Utkarsh and Gorang and Varun, and nobody was willing to do this. But Anshu, thank God for you, Anshu. You are willing to do this. Welcome on the show, Anshu. And by the way, it's Anshu Patni Singhi or APS, uh, uh, not Pradumna. Uh, thank you, Akash. <laughs> it's my pleasure to be on the show. Yeah. I I'm waiting to see what answers I get out of you for this because you are the most like uh experienced person that I have worked with so far. So <coughs> I I I'm I'm very excited for this. Thank you for this. Genuinely thank you for doing this because I feel like you know we were having that discussion about all the different ladies I have asked to do this and how many of them ended up saying no. So it's just nice to have a, have a woman who's working and like like vocal for once. Uh, yeah, it's, it's I mean one it's a pleasure to be on the show and i think uh, i'm just a little uh, worried as to what to say and what not to say because both of us talk a lot so i'm just like okay <laughs> we'll so see how it goes we have a we have an editor no it's okay <laughs> yes gorang's going to take care of that <laughs> yes gorang uh, uh, so <laughs> Where do, what is a good place to I think usually I feel like going with a chronological order with all my guests because I okay. feel like that is the best way to go about understanding how life has progressed. So okay. where does it start with you? What what state were you born in? Rajasthan. In in the village only or in a city? Uh, I mean I don't mind if I would have been I was born in Jodhpur. Okay. That's where my dad was posted. Uh, hmm. You know, and uh, yeah, I did my schooling. in pretty much a lot of places in Rajasthan went to Delhi for my college and then in Bombay for the last 11 you gotten so far ahead we are still in Jodhpur only chill chill <laughs> okay how long okay, were you in Jodhpur for sorry how long I were you there a lot of my you know youth pretty much i mean not exactly in continuation but yeah uh, i would say easily 10 to 12 years दुनिया और वॉज इट वियर्ड की लाइक यू आर ग्रोइंग अपन हाउस की जहाँ हर हर दो साल तुम्हें सब उखाड़ के Tint if you were studying mm-hmm. there, yeah, 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 and and studying so what happened between those two ages? So up for ten to twelve years in small towns in Rajasthan, and then college is I'm assuming when you're seventeen. So which one? Five years. Yeah, seventeen plus. Yeah. So five years. Which? I mean, we we've, we've lived in Jodhpur, Jaipur. Uh, there's a place called in the uh, on the border of Rajasthan called Badmer. Uh, so. pretty much these three so i've done my graduation from jaipur and then moved to uh, delhi for my masters so it was just like you know you're living in these different cities of course before i was born my dad was had done you know stint in jaisalmer and ajmer and all of that yeah ajmer also when i was like 2 3 years old so yeah different different cities uh, pretty much so it's not just like i've not given you exact chronological yeah, order that's okay but But it's yeah. it's is interesting to me that you would have been here in the eighties and and the early nineties and stuff, right? Thanks, like, and I'm just no, I I don't know. Am I wrong? Am I inaccurate? Is it seventies? Is it nineties? Regular discussion between you and I about age. So I no no, it's I'm not completely a surprise that you're bringing this up. I'm just saying that you were there at a very interesting time in the country's history, as most mm-hmm. decades tend to be in this country. They're very interesting decades. and mm-hmm. i'm just saying that at that point you might have felt the disparity between a small town and a bigish uh, city kind of situation a little more than say i would uh, have growing in mumbai absolutely absolutely i mean uh, both in a good and a bad way mm-hmm. i would say good way because 
it's the foundation that i'll always be grateful for uh, uh but bad because i wouldn't say bad bad is a very strong word but i would say uh you know maybe a little bit more exposure at that time when you were growing up uh, to be able to choose etc but i mean i'm talking about the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s so uh but i would say i had if if i compare it to some of my cousins who lived here i would say from a if you're actually looking at i i know i'm contradicting myself but uh, in terms of what we could learn what we could do was fabulous right i i mean also it helps to be uh part of a family where you know i mean if your dad is in the cops like he's a cop and he's not a small level cop he's a decent level cop so that in itself i think would have uh, added to like a sense of cushioning wherever you went right like i mean as a girl i think that was too much for cushioning <laughs> because yeah. uh, also i i guess because you know you're in smaller cities uh you know you you go to any city city like you go to any part of the town people would know you who you mm. are uh or whose daughter you are irrespective but i guess uh, i mean there would and at that time if you're say for example living in jodhpur there would only be two or three of the best schools it's not like bombay where in area wise schools hota hai right yeah so some of the some of the best schools would be or i would say at that time english medium schools were only two or those convent schools were only two mm. so everybody would know everybody if you go to a restaurant which were hardly there there was i remember you know when we were in school I think there was only one or two good restaurants, restaurants which were there, and it was like a party. If we go to a party once or twice a year, I don't know. I don't remember going out too much with my parents. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. It was the culture at that time and all of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a party if, it, if you had to go to like you know. Uh, uh so there was a were these, were these restaurants where they had an aquarium in the restaurant even though you couldn't eat any of the fish in the aquarium so <laughs> <laughs> no in fact you know uh, uh since we're talking about jodhpur there was a place called frigo in jodhpur where they had amazing pastries and all i remember going and this is like very young when i would have been maybe 7 8 years old and the only thing we used to go there to eat was those pastries and cakes because they were as scarce as you know any other exotic dish i mean nothing is scarce now in this world yeah. way but like having a pastry was quite you know quite a unique thing to do at that time yeah. right and there was there was another there was another restaurant which was you know which used to give you your regular pav bhajis and all of that but bahut kam hota tha ki hum log gaye hain and you know we would have eaten but those were beautiful times but compared to valued when you when you have that life in a sheltered kind of like a small town and then delhi for college must have felt like a were you were you living in with family or with in a hostel in delhi so initially for first two years with family mm-hmm. but uh, later i was I, you know on my own and PGA how did so that been, freedom feel compared to all of those years honestly i i never felt uh, i didn't have freedom so uh, you know i guess it's it's got to do with the upbringing i had because uh, I think my parents are absolute rock stars, and the way my mom especially brought me up, it was I didn't feel any different than my own brother. So it mm-hmm. wasn't he made any specific guidelines for me. Unke le thi. Uh, so you know, we first were in Jaipur. That's when my we started doing college. Uh, I started doing college, and then I moved to uh, uh, Delhi for my masters. But it wasn't really different. You were studying. You were also you know. I always knew what I wanted to do, etc., etc. What so is it busy. that you wanted to do at this point in your life? Uh, which point? If you always knew, then it any point would have given the same answer. So Not I'm assuming really. there I mean, were a few expressions of interest can change, right? But I think uh, there's one thing that I have known, uh, and you know, to to a lot of girls or to a lot of women, it sounds very obvious right now. but since i was maybe 7 8 or jab se mujhe samajh hai i used to tell my mom that i want to become a working woman right mm. now for a lot of women this is very normal today but i'm talking about 25 28 years back easily uh when women from marwadi families or even oh, general na- right you know my building uh, is full of marwadi people all got married yeah. by 19 and 20 and 21 and yeah would it would be rare for them to work 
right mm. uh, to have that kind of financial freedom yeah. uh, and also maybe continue to work after uh, you know uh, you have a child after marriage yeah after marriage and of course after child to yeah khatam hi ho jata hai matlab kuch bachta hi nahi hai so i think the so the only thing i knew since i was a kid was i wanted to work i wanted to be financially independent uh, partly because i used to see my mom who who was like you know who was constantly doing something or the other you know teaching and you know in spite of my dad's transferable job etc uh, so that was uh, uh, that was like one of the strongest i would say belief for the value system that carried that i carried throughout whether it was school or college or you know later later down now also I feel like there's more coming. I'm waiting. No, no, there's not. But then what? So then, what did you study in Delhi? So I did my masters from this uh, college called Delhi School of Communication, okay. which was a uh, very beautiful uh, concept of teaching communication and arts and uh, you know everything around media and communications, wherein we learned about culture, we learned about the overall media industry, etc. And then you know that's when I started with advertising. So my first. actually before advertising my first internship so they had a very interesting concept of uh, uh, you know interning while you study for the, the two years when you do masters so by the time i had graduated and i had done my masters i had already like interned and worked at three or four different uh, companies mm. so my first ever job was with a company called encyclopedia britannica uh, mm. yeah and huh. uh, uh, beautiful and um, I think I will. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I'll always be like I'll have a little soft corner for that place. Always, though, I mean, it's short and all of that stuff. But uh, uh, and then I moved to advertising. Started with JWT. Uh, worked under uh, someone called Ashutosh Sahani, who who's like now an industry veteran in advertising, mm-hmm. and, and he taught me a lot. It was a very very brief stint. This was on Pepsi. but uh, he taught me a lot and then you know yeah advertising happened for a for the next 2 3 years and then you you realize uh, we are uh, working towards the end store end of the story which is the misfortune of being my agent uske beech mein bahut kuch hua hai you don't just <laughs> end up at rock bottom things happen to you <laughs> yeah i most of the times things happen to you uh, happen to me huh. so uh, but they're all beautiful so i wouldn't like you know kind of change all of, of those. so all of this happened in delhi only all this ad stuff also happened in delhi advertising is all delhi so jwt mccann um uh, uh ogilvy there was this smaller branch of ogilvy called uh, uh, you know brand david uh, which then with jo- josie paul had launched and all of that so brand david uh, we launched cn and ibn at that point of time ah. so media was always part of you know what i did etc i right. think with advertising i learned about consumer insights and understanding people etc right. uh, of course my a lot of my upbringing kind of you know helped me in terms of smaller town insights consumer insights etc and uh, then uh, yeah and then i came to bombay and yeah rest is history no it's not it's part of that's what this podcast is madam don't just yeah rest is history <laughs> me and walk away This is not some. Uh, it's not allowed. Nobody has. I'm. I'm just like okay. I haven't spoken about all of this to anybody ever. I know. I have heard this a lot from a lot of guests, but somebody has to ask. No, that is why I'm sure. here. Sure. You know. By the way, patrons, sure. if you are watching this, thank you for contributing to keep this alive. Anshu is one of the people who always asks me, "Par ye AMF ka kya? Matlab kyu? Matlab kaise?" <laughs> and and I hope now you realize it's. You know, it's so that these questions that nobody is asking you can be asked. <laughs> I hope people will watch this, considering. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I can't give too much of background information on Akash right now. Okay. So so uh, uh, just to to give you a, a idea. Okay. Just to rather clarify this a little. Did you move to Bombay knowing you had a job, or did you move to Bombay looking for a job? No, neither of it. Okay. Uh I moved to Mumbai because uh I got married and I came because of the guy. <laughs> and it was it a love marriage or an arranged marriage? Uh technically an arranged marriage. So it's a it's a arranged love marriage. 
no uh, it was an arranged marriage but our grand our families knew each other so you know our grandfathers kind of arranged they loved each other they loved each other absolutely <laughs> As, yeah rahul subramanian ka bas joke hai anyway, so so then and and you didn't want to keep doing advertising in mumbai no i think uh, akash one of the things that i've learned uh, you know when you were changing i know it's a very weird way to think uh, and a lot of people might not agree to this but you know when you are changing cities and there's there's something called as adaptability right and you evolve i think for me it was very clear i wanted to work and be around what i what i know etc uh, so uh, it's not that i planned media media just happened when i came to bombay i knew what i what i can offer etc and that's when i joined uh, reliance broadcast right but then so it is an active active decision on some level ki ab advertising nahi ab is shehar mein this is the best thing i can not do. really no no if i would have honestly at that time i'm talking about 12 years back at that time uh, something else would have been if advertise if i had something as enticing as advertising i would have done but you know somewhere i think i always felt even when because i was on the servicing side land servicing side uh, i always felt that uh, you know uh, maybe sorry i'm just checking yeah i always felt that maybe you know i need to move to the brand side more and i did have that experience because when i left delhi i was working with this company called vatica uh, which is one of the biggest real estate developers in the northern region mm-hmm. etc they're the they're the brand which kind of uh, launched western in india so we launched two properties and all so by then i had already started i had already moved on to the brand side marketing etc right so i think somewhere you know i wanted to kind of take up more marketing and you know uh, insight related roles uh so eventually yeah eventually that only happened yeah. uh particularly media marketing is happened because i was in uh uh you know because it was reliance right and but you know i see this i see this trend where <laughs> with working women uh who were in my mom's generation uh it's like oh you had to get married obviously you're going to get married like it was like one of those things that's one end of the spectrum almost you know and the other end of the scale is people who are part of my generation and younger to me now who are who women who think kya ki zarurat hai ki marriage is no longer ki like and of course you have to get married that is not there anymore where did you fall in on this scale did you feel like you were ready to get married when you did was there a lot of pressure how did did punith have to woo you <laughs> <laughs> he still not would mean left here <laughs> <laughs> but uh no so uh, i think it was very normal i don't think so i thought about it too much mm. i was too uh i would say i was too under the uh, so you know for me my parents are my my father and my mother are uh, uh you know people i would mostly listen to right i idealize my father i idealize my mother and for me it was always any decisions of course i've there are multiple decisions which i've taken against them or like you know which they've not agreed and i've done gone ahead but they've given me that freedom to choose but mm-hmm. i think uh, somewhere also the fact that you know the marwadi in me you know knew that this is a normal part or the evolution of this thing and i i am i am somebody who's always wanted a home and you know family and also yeah marriage was something which is normal I think the only uh, things my my parents always had or were worried initially at that time when they were looking, and of course they also gave me the choice that if you have somebody, you know, please let us know. I didn't have anyone, so clearly, no, you know, how they do you even have time when you're in advertising? You know, I I can imagine, especially uh, with mean, you being the kind of workaholic that you are. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine that. how much you must have worked when you were single and unmarried because this mommy untrue is this. Changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing has changed trust me marriage hasn't changed at all and i'll i, I think i've told you so many instances uh, you know over the years wherein nothing has changed in fact if first it has become worse <laughs> because of the way who puneet is and how he's pushed me to kind of go and chase what i want to etc mm. but yeah it was just part of the evolution i think the only thing was that i want i always wanted a partner who was who would uh, uh, who was comfortable or who would you know uh, would be Uh, supportive who would look forward to my dreams as yeah. much as his 
which is interesting That's because cool. it's it's still something that not just as men and uh, as women but i think as even as men we need to we still something we aspire to that that's not our default setting as people yet ki like obviously you will support your partner in goals in a constructive way and it's something that still takes like it takes years for people to realize that was that quick with you all was it like a topic of conversation right up ki dekho main kaam karegi aur mere ko support mangta hai or varna fir ye there's no point in or was it something that you kind of snuck in later no i think it was uh, uh, it was the, the same thing from both our ends uh, i wanted i i was always very ambitious and i i love my work and i think that's one of the things that thrives me uh, and uh, my husband also wanted a partner who's equally invested in her work yeah. and he didn't want he never wanted a housewife sounds so like guess, my kind of guy <laughs> and he was very clear i mean with all due respect uh, he was very clear that i don't want anyone who does part time or work from home you know kind of he said i want somebody who can you know who goes and this thing and with all due respect to people who work from home and all and i have also done it in phases of life but he said that i mean this is something that you know i would want and i guess that was the first thing that clicked and everything else we made it happen yeah <laughs> you may have i love it i love that there are no but it's true like it's great because That's you know the truth. and i love that that you use that phrasing because you have to make these things happen like like a good relationship doesn't Sorry, just happen you happen you can listen to me uh, this is the part where i rant <laughs> relationships need not Be, j- j- things don't just fall into place all the time every time 99.9% things in life require actual work you have to work on it towards it you know i was having this conversation recently with a friend of mine with regards to the boy that she is seeing and uh, she was you know the the guy was feeling very guilty about something uh, that he missed something and then she was feeling guilty that she was making him feel guilty she like oh he's humoring me and i'm like you know if he's feeling guilty maybe he's just feeling guilty because he he wants to be better for you like and being in love with someone is an excuse to become a generally better person as well sometimes you know what i mean so yes. if he feels guilty yes. about fucking up then that's him not just feeling guilty in context to you thankfully it's in context to you if it would be somebody else he would not feel guilty and not try to improve Yeah. you know but it's you yeah. so just be happy that at least he's going to try and improve and you're not humoring someone by doing that you are just it's just a love is a motivator more than anything else okay my rant yeah. is over uh <laughs> i i know those those kind of and i can't imagine the kind these kind of conversations you have with so many people oh yeah i this is my favorite activity tell me all your feelings i am very excited to hear your feelings <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, is Mumbai h- hard to get used to? I mean, because you're getting used to any, a lot, right? City. I don't think so. There's any city that's hard to get used to. For yeah. me, it's never the same. It's never and the case. In, 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 even though you're also getting used to married life, and you're also getting used, to, were you living with uh, your in-laws at that time? So you were saying in eleven years of being married, almost twelve actually now. Oh. Huh. Uh, we lived with i i lived with my in-laws for almost 7 years in between you know we lived in malaysia for a year that's when again i was you know this is in between uh two jobs but uh, so we've done a little bit of traveling here there all of that so i lived with them but i guess so uh, um, it was amazing and then we moved out around 5 years back so i've seen both of the both of both I've seen the both of worlds, whatever that is. Was it annoying initially to live with in-laws and a new husband and all these strangers in the house? Absolutely, I'm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it is. It's. It's difficult to adjust when right. you are, you know, so independent, etc. All of that, and of course, I mean, even if you're not with in-laws, it's like you know, three or four set of people, different personalities live together uh, in the same house. Yeah. Um, but I'm very proud of the fact that. we decently got along well <laughs> and that's why we lived for 7 years 8 years and we moved out also because obviously you know the families were growing and all of us needed space etc but uh, yeah and uh, malaysia happened because of uh, because you were doing something or because your husband was doing something or my husband was doing something and i was okay. i had quit from reliance and i wanted to take a break because uh, you know i just wanted to take a break how was um, reliance what all did you work on there so i was in reliance for almost 2 years uh worked with 
two wonderful gentlemen uh, so i was working with a guy called arjun paran he's now moved out and he's he's one of the top shot producers he's he, he produces a lot of marathi films uh has been doing a lot of stuff on uh, z5 and a, lo- oh. a lot of other this thing but arjun was was one of the bosses i'd always be you know uh and i'm sure i'm going to send this clipping to him so i'm saying that he's one of the bosses i actually learned sales from hmm. uh in my initial this thing uh he's fabulous he taught me so much that you know i'll always be you know indebted to what i learned from him so arjun and i were Uh, you know working together on big live we put together some of the biggest uh, televised ips you would say so uh, around 8 9 years back the 31st december slot used to be like you know uh, you do special programming and all we were the first ones to actually start with uh, uh, with a proper award show on the 31st night mm. uh, so we went and created this property called the big star entertainment awards with star plus uh tarun patyal was my boss at that time mm-hmm. uh tarun was of course the ceo of uh, you know reliance in that time and oh, what a guy but tarun uh, went and sold this property to star and we kind of executed it this this i think we did it for 5 years it's a 5 year deal etc but uh, uh we i think did it in straight like a one month time but the the ratings at that time kind of went and cut across all other shows on that time slot hmm. also 31st december slot hmm. etc but like you know it started with the bang there was this shot on 31st was it a live telecast thing or was it shot beforehand no, no, shot shot okay yeah, cuz okay cuz you know as we all know you are a party freak who who does not drink or smoke so i wouldn't <laughs> want you to miss a 31st night you know where you could not be drinking and smoking all night long To, to be at a, to be at work, which you actually enjoy. <laughs> no, we shot it almost like twelve, thirteen days back. Hmm. Uh, thirteen days earlier. Uh, it was we shot it, and the the thirty first December, uh, the ushering in of the new year was actually brought brought in by Akshay Kumar, and he kind of came on a horse, and you know, enter came on the stage, and all. It was nice. I mean, it was unique at that point of time, and of course, it. did get us a lot of ratings but hmm. it was a good show and of course it went on to do a lot more uh, you know good i would say content later you know the other slots the other years uh, which it showed but i worked on the first one uh, you had so much workload during this time uh, and i'm assuming jivisha came somewhere in the middle of this well no, she's 6 no, no. she's what 6 or 5 5 and a half okay 5 and a half So, uh, so then I think in chronologically, I think your mom got sick before Jivisha was born, no? Yeah, my mom got sick before. Uh, uh, can we cut this part, Akash? No, not gonna talk about it. No, I don't. Want, I don't want to talk about mom. Hmm. Okay. Uh, It's a great thing, though. Uh, always leads to some great insights and catharsis for everyone. Okay, talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. You f- first t- talk about it, then see if you want to keep it. I think okay. that's a better okay. approach. Okay. Um, I've never spoken about it, but yeah. Uh, I think yeah, that's why it's important to talk about because I mean it's a significant event in someone's life, and to to have to watch it upfront and up close and play it at itself out uh, over the years, it it teaches you a lot of things, you know. And I think uh, you know that's something that a lot of people can get inspiration from. That's all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> No, so my mom passed away um, almost like nine years, nine months after my marriage. Uh, hmm. She was sick during my wedding. Uh, she passed away nine months after my wedding, and uh, almost three months after she passed away is when I started working back. Like when I took, so that was like that one year break between shifting from Delhi to Bombay is when I got married. Mom was unwell, etc. I did take a lot of breaks uh, when mom was unwell and she had a chemo, etc. Going on. When did uh, she get diagnosed? I mean, in the sense, she got diagnosed in I think two thousand six or something. So between two thousand six to two thousand nine, while I continued working, there were times when I took breaks. Yeah. Sometimes I resigned. Resigned also, like when I actually resigned from Vatika was because of this. Uh. Uh. because i wanted to be with her hmm. uh, and i'm glad i did that and uh, so I was with her you know then this marriage thing happened thankfully she she moved her entire treatment to bombay and then you know i could be with her uh, my brother was there 
uh, you know the the uh, elder brother so we could kind of you know figure this and uh, yeah and then after she she kind of passed away around 3 to 4 months later i kind of joined work back and that's how i i guess i kind of it helped me come out of it yeah do you feel like if you hadn't joined work you could have spiraled Yeah, hundred percent. But at the same time, I feel like those three months were would have also been a good idea to take those months and just properly grieve. No. Or or was there? See, see, hmm. in case of a in case of a cancer patient, you hmm. don't grieve just when the person dies, right? Yeah. You grieve at every report that comes, every negative report that comes, every surgery that happens. Uh, of course, it's it's never same as compared to actually losing that person. but you are so used to grief you're so so in case of my mother it was like 3 years of grief between my father and me uh uh and my brothers that i guess we just got so used to of course there are a lot of changes that happened you know after we lost her uh but that was that was not grief that was change because your life is centered around one person uh but grief i would say i still grieve for her so i don't think so those 3 months could have made any difference right maybe only if i could have meditated things would have been better <laughs> that's the only thing that could have helped me but otherwise i don't think so there could have been a better treatment than work mm. work is a sort of meditation do you feel like the illness and the fact that it is prolonged in some sense also gives you an opportunity to really work through anything if there was something to be worked through left between you and the family or is it that it's just you end up spending that whole time taking care of them and there's really no closure i mean was there was there any closure with her about everything with between the two of you as opposed to between you and your dad or your brother no i think uh uh, uh see honestly every illness is different so you know some people have prolonged this thing in 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 case of my mother i think someone neither me my or my dad was ready to give up and we kept trying and trying and trying and trying which kind of prolonged while it prolonged a lot of stay for her with us but did she did she had six surgeries in a span of 3 years yeah so uh, it did uh, you know she kind of suffered a lot now mm. when i think of it i feel that if she had to go maybe she could have just you know we could have just let her but you know all those things are never planned you just you never would want to let that person go so in in case of my my father who's who's a warrior he just kept trying till the last like till the last minute that no 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 this will be fine so i guess uh, you know that's there but uh, i don't think so you know see i think with me my closure happened uh, uh, i don't know if it's closure see of course you never uh, you never that person never goes off your life etc and course, especially if it's your mother right mm. uh, so i don't think so there was any closure required she is with me i feel her all the time uh i pray to her and my 5 year old daughter also prays to her hmm. uh because i feel that's that's the power uh but you know we didn't tell her till the last moment i don't know whether we did right or wrong she knew it though i feel but we didn't tell her till the last moment that you know her cancer's gone you know off etc all of that we just you know we just let it be and we wanted her to fight and she fought it so yeah yeah you know how it's been with my grandparents also like this long drawn out with my nana and nani that was years it was just years and years and years of drawing it out and i felt like on some level uh, you know i see similarities between your dad and my mama also where it's like till the last minute you're going to fight to keep this person alive and sometimes i feel like maybe if we would have just given them a break and just let them pass away 6 months earlier i think they would have suffered 6 months less I don't know if you uh, agree with that. Yeah, but you know, you also have to see. See, first of all, it was my dad's call, right? It was he was the one who was losing a partner, one. Mm. And second, my mother was a warrior. She never gave up. She fought till the end. Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, uh, I guess because she wanted to live and she wanted to fight, so uh, yeah, she never gave up. So yeah. if she, if the person who's suffering never gave up, uh, how could the person who's nursing, you know, would give up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we made it through. We are done. <laughs> it wasn't so bad. I need water now, definitely. Yeah, but it wasn't so bad. Hey, man, that's uh, that's great. I'm proud of you, man. You talked about it. That's great. Yeah, and now you have an interesting prospect because you have this little child in the house who you have yeah. all these stories to tell to about this person. 
and mm. and i think that must be very edu- interesting to educate yeah. uh, uh, your grandkids about all the different things that happened uh, sorry your kids not your grandkids my your kids grandkids. yeah there's time for grandkids akash yeah yeah yeah, yeah. please let there be all the time in the world i know we keep talking about age but there's still there's still a lot yeah. of time no no grandkids. i meant i meant your parents grandkids which is your Absolutely. kids is what i meant yes uh and and uh, do you feel like that i mean i personally feel like having a child biologically enhances both parents to deal with life better like Absolutely, the science 100%. is right like i i feel like it, there is a on a hormonal level you just become and plus once you've taken care of a kid for the first one two years of the constant changing and the bathing and the crying and the feeding and the कीप देर अटैचन आई हैड फ्यू मंथ्स ऑफ माई नेफ्यू आई ऑलरेडी गेट आई हैव सम आइडिया कि लाइक मेरा तो खुद का भी नहीं है एंड आई वॉज लूजिंग माई शेट टेकिंग केयर ऑफ हिम समाइम्स हाउ डज दैट बैलेंस वर्क एंड हाउ मच डज इट हेल्प टू हैव लाइक यू नो जिस हाउस हेल्प एंड ऑल ऑफ दैट ड्यूरिंग दीज टाइम्स लाइक इट मस्ट बी अ वर्ल्ड ऑफ डिफरेंस राइट बिकॉज इट्स यू नो यू आर द फर्स्ट जेनरेशन आई वुड से हु कुड अफोर्ड रेगुलरली टू कीप हाउस हेल्प फॉर द किड्स एंड ऑल you know uh, and and i feel like when we were growing up if you remember there was a sense of like disdain ki family chal raha hai and then piche the maid is walking with the kid and all of that you know and there is to be some negative impression of that but as time moves on like it becomes abundantly apparent ki it's cool to say ki oh both people should work but then the child needs some somebody See, in the house there's a difference there's a, hmm. there's a little bit of a difference you grew up with a absolute rock star of a working mother who uh, i need to meet soon by the way yeah. but uh, you know whatever stories i've heard she's a she's she's like a like a go getter kind of a person right uh, so was my mother the only difference was that she she gave that freedom to my father to to be able to you know continue his job while she would adjust of course one partner had to mm. uh, but the difference is in our case I grew up in almost like I would say I sometimes joke with my dad that you know I grew up in a British colonial era where there was a lot of help around hmm. uh huge yeah. houses uh, yeah. all of that so I actually grew up with a lot of people who my knew as family who were helps but uh, uh you know uh, so uh, I mean for me it wasn't very different uh, the only thing was that we we were absolutely schooled very very nicely how to be with them and they were told we were told that they are you know their family uh so i guess that part of you know that training kind of came handy to me when i needed a lot of help in terms of you know house help etc mm. uh but i i would say keeping that aside for a second i think i will say every every little bit of you know thing that i have done is purely because i've had a wonderful support system in terms of my in-laws and my husband uh so you know after i delivered and this is when i was at con almost like two months into you know just two months after jivisha was born uh we had a show with a very uh, with, with a big lead actor you know going on debuting making his television debut and it was the talk of the town and karodpati uh, No, <laughs> and this is now. Don't start making. I'm saying making it because it's wrong. Uh, that's why I'm saying it. I'm not saying it because it's. Yeah, right. but uh, and I think office new he- needed some help, etc. Uh, and I went back. I think uh, I I kind of went on the first uh, shoot shoot day after almost like two and a half months of delivering. Uh, I was on available on. I kept working till the last one hour. Of so, course, you uh, did. <laughs> till the last no, hour have <laughs> some shame so i was actually i was meeting a friend the other day who was my colleague then and you know i had messaged before i was going into the delivery room because my was a c section saying hey i will not be available for the next 4 hours <laughs> uh, this thing please you know excuse and at first she knew and after 4 hours saying hey blessed with a baby girl and she's like what are you saying <laughs> 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 it was that <laughs> so <laughs> yeah jivisha if you are watching this i don't know what to say <laughs> but it is what i chose honestly i mean a lot of people uh, so this is just before uh, my delivery i think one of the things that kept me sane was the fact that i was constantly working throughout and uh, right. i had a beautiful set of people at work uh, 
sort of uh, i had a wonderful boss who mm-hmm. understood that you know you needed flexibility and also i was working a lot from home and all of that it's not that i had to go to office at 9:30 in the morning mm-hmm. every day and you know at 5 uh, come back at like you know 6 or 7 i had that flexibility so i guess i was just completely blessed with both things at home and at work uh, and i think it's not initially when the child is very small it's not too much of a hassle because you know the child is sleeping and you know your you just need to figure about his her, his or her feed etc it's actually now when i feel that she needs more time because hmm. she questions and says hey mama can you keep your phone on the side and talk to me please <laughs> you just heard before we were we were yeah, starting yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so i guess it's it's i would say it's now is when i need she needs me more than you know uh she would have needed me up. of course every phase and every time is different but yeah hmm okay i think you know i think this makes for a very nice sweet end to the first half i think we're going to take a quick break now and come back and talk more about the later half of the career and quan and 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 the downward spiral that led to uh, uh, being my manager sorry don't agent don't say that That's Don't how say. I let me make my jokes. It's my show. God no, damn it! No, this joke I will Gorang. You need to delete this joke. Not re-delete this joke, Gorang. This you, you will delete because no, this you will delete, and I'll give you the logic why later. But because yeah, it's bad for my branding. Okay, See it's you bad the- for my branding also. <laughs> 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 See you on the other side. You're listening to Akash Mehta and friends with Anshu Patni Singhi. My name is Akash Mehta. Hello, hello, hello. Second half AMF. We are back uh, with Anshu Patni Singhi. And if you don't know who Anshu is by now, then she is my agent. Uh, she handles all of the brand stuff we do, along with uh, uh, her her startup, which is called CHNO Gaming, which also kind of does uh, a lot of the stuff I do. And they manage a lot of the gamers. Before this, she used to work at Quan, which is a big company that has been in the news for several reasons. Some of them not the right ones, but it's been around, and it's one of the larger. Uh, management agencies that the country has seen one of the more professional large scale ones most of bollywood at some point was managed by quan uh, and and at what point and in, in this journey did you get into quan at anshu so uh, i joined joined quan in 2012 hmm. and uh, i quit after almost when did i quit 18 na so yeah first, after 6 years And and at what stage of Quan's uh, genesis was was two thousand and uh, I think they were two years or two years old. So basically, I joined when I joined. Uh, Quan had just announced their venture, joint venture with CA, right. and uh, basically, when I joined, I joined uh, into CA Quan, and uh, uh, you know the joint venture went on for almost uh, for five years. uh and by the time i had left the jv was over but uh, it was a wonderful experience working with the entire ca team as well along with the guys at what uh, right for those of us who don't know what caa is could you give some idea of who they are and the kind of talent that they represent internationally so caa is uh, caa is basically uh, creative artists india no caa in a very different sense <laughs> yeah no but ca is creative artist agency it's one of the or probably the biggest uh, artist management uh, you know uh, agencies or companies in the world they pretty much manage i would say all the big hollywood guys from your steven spielbergs of the world to you know you name the big <coughs> hollywood uh, actor they're they're a legendary organization and uh, they have divisions of course they've now ca is more of a media company than just being art this thing they fund films they fund ventures media ventures they back artist led ventures etc etc but yeah that's what ca is and they came to india around 5 years back and and you got a chance to work with them and that must have been a very interesting because the way uh, uh the way artists are in india like the like the kind of tantrums that they throw and the kind of you know the the magnanimity that comes with being an artist is far more in india than anywhere else because no, you have no you don't think artists. that we have way more celebrity worship therefore people get away with way more no i think uh, the only difference is the artists across the world are same yeah they are uh, people who are blessed with you know high amount of talent uh, because of which they are temperamental they are uh they are 
uh, I would say they love themselves more than anybody else. Uh, and uh, she's saying all this to the artist she manages, huh? <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but I've told this to you so many times. Yeah, yeah. Temperamentally, yes, I agree with absolutely. So there are a lot of things I've told you which you don't like. So let's not get onto that. <laughs> <laughs> or I would say I'm probably the only one who says that to you. This or the only one who thinks it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but like you know, it it must feel like being a sane person in an insane world when when you're such a right brain. Sort of person, you know. Uh, I think sorry, it's left, the set of people brain. you work with uh, around the artist, everything. Uh, but uh, it's got to do with your colleagues, the team that you work with, and what keeps you grounded, etc. Uh, also, it's very different in the way we work here and the way uh, West artists in the West works. Because in India, uh, managers are also the agents most of the times. So of course, yeah. want to change that. Uh, many many years back, but uh, uh, in the West, management agencies are different than the uh, you know agents, agencies, uh, yeah. booking thing. agents, booking agents. So it's very very different in how they operate uh, in the West. Their structure, they're structurally way more strong. But I guess we're getting there in India as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And Quan's done a fabulous job in terms of doing that. So uh, I would say we're getting there. Yeah. Now, you entered the organization. I don't know what uh, what position you entered the organization at, but by the time you left, you were heading the digital, uh, pretty much heading so I, digital for them. Yeah. So I uh, when I when I when I came to Quan, I uh, was head. I came uh, when I joined them. I joined as the head of the television business. Okay. Uh, and uh, by the time I left them, I was heading the television business. I was handling a part of Jamate. I was handling sales and all for Jamate, which is Pritam's basically music incubation business. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Pritam and Quan's music incubation business. Okay. I was also handling digital business and agenting a lot of you know digital artists, etc. This is probably a time when digital itself was such a small section of the overall landscape. Yes. You know. So, uh, and I was also obviously taking care of the content, the digital content business, uh, branded content, etc. At Quan, so it was multiple things, you know, in the same this thing, uh, within the same role. But uh, it was very, very interesting. And and when you're seeing this, because I mean, clearly, looking at where you are right now, you must have seen this digital turn coming a little before some of the other people. Um, so I would say, especially on the branded content side, we were, we were, I mean, as Quan, we were one of the first people to start that. Uh, of course, you know, things have changed and rapidly this thing. But uh, yeah, we did kind of do a lot of interesting work at the beginning of this entire, you know, uh, curve as so as to, you know, say. So if things were going so well, then why go independent at all? I always ask people this because I think it's like if you... I've never had a salary, man. You know, and if I had a salary, I would do so much to keep that salary just to get the same amount of money every month. A lot of my concerns would be dispelled. I would say the Marwadi in me uh, and the entrepreneur in me finally... But you didn't come from an entrepreneur Marwadi family, so to speak. Like your dad was a cop. I am a Marwadi. I am a Marwadi. So, So it's exactly telling... My dad, uh, that oh, you didn't come from you know a typical cop family, so why did you become a cop? So, I guess uh, defying the genes is probably I don't know if it's defying the genes also because I'm definitely not defying the genes, yeah. But uh, I wanted to do, and I think uh, I remember I was telling uh, this to Indranil, who was the CEO at that time in mm-hmm. Quan, and now he's with uh, uh, and one of the people I really really admire in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was telling him uh, that. Uh, when, when he first interviewed me at Quan, many, many years back, almost now seven, eight years, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, eight years back. He asked me, what do you how, what do you see yourself? Like the typical question. And I was laughing with him, laughing because I told him I want to do something of my own. And which is exactly, you know, how, yeah. it, how it goes. Uh, I don't know what's what's ahead. But I think I've thoroughly, the, the kind of learnings I've had being an entrepreneur is massive. And I will not trade this for anything because I have grown while I learned so much when I was at Quan. Uh, but what I've learned as being an entrepreneur, running this entire business, managing these kids, uh, you know, 
managing teams and salaries and you know pnl and finances and yeah. of course the wonderful artists that i i uh, you know work with uh, i think it's 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 <laughs> been very very interesting <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't trade the learning for learning and the the you know high for anything else. What is CHNO's full form? CHNO's full form basically it's the it's inspired from the uh, chemical formula of adrenaline, which basically means uh, which is basically adrenaline which is released in your body when you play games. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Oh. And 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 why gaming of all the spaces to go into? Because there's a lot of scope in digital, different different things. I mean, everybody now talks about gaming as if they always knew it was going to be the next big thing. Uh, so, you know, so. <laughs> I mean, you and I have had that discussion a lot of times uh, before, but I think uh, gaming was the start. See, when I moved out, uh, I of course figured for a while as to what I wanted to do, and I always wanted to produce, and I always wanted to uh, because having done content. even at quan uh, i knew that you know uh, while as an agent you can do a lot i i think wanted to see the other side on how to produce and what you know as a producer uh, but obviously you know when you work with talent you understand uh, the nitty gritties and uh, you know the details of how you can put all of this together and package it etc uh, which i thought is a beautiful thing to do and a lot of not a lot of people you know could do uh, and you know i happened to meet a lot of people within the gaming ecosystem uh, and i realized that the industry is still at a very very and i'm talking about two years back when pubg mm. just started to break up break mm. out rather uh, and i realized that this ecosystem might might need lot more than you know uh, what it is currently so yeah. it was a great time to get in we are not a hardcore esports company we're a gaming entertainment uh, company and that's why you know it's easier that's why we could work with someone like you uh, because you know you do comedy and we do gaming and Uh, comedy and gaming i would say are just parallels to each other uh uh to some extent audiences are similar uh mm-hmm. age groups can can depend on you know what is your content type but i would say uh <clears throat> the idea has always been that how do you take one uh tentacle of the pop culture and you know you evolve it and make it into a larger industry uh while gaming is still up and coming right now everybody is talking about gaming being very very big which is true i think from an content and uh, from a uh, <clears throat> from an east from a entertainment perspective there's so much more that you know one can do and which is hmm. which are which are the kind of discussions you and i have had multiple times with other people also in the past but the idea has always been that how do you bring see also you know just going back to the entire thing we're a country which loves entertainment right in any form format uh whether it's through comedy whether it's through our films or uh, whether even it's through music uh, or whether it's through games so some of the most popular games in the country are also heavily skewed towards entertainment and yeah. i think the core so i wouldn't call ourselves as a gaming company i think we're a entertainment company with hardcore focused on gaming and comedy uh and that's what i understand that's where my insights come from uh working with you know with people like you where in we we are constantly on a daily basis discussing consumers we are daily basis discussing what are the patterns of people you know watching you working with some you know some of the best teams whether at youtube or any of these you know yeah. platforms uh, you know uh, and you're constantly knowing you know what is the consumer watching what is the consumer consuming uh, how are they engaging how are they interacting and all of these are all you know part of the entire uh, i would say content ecosystem that we talk about and that's pretty much what we're trying to do we're trying to understand the insights uh, you know from consumers and kind of uh, work towards it here's what's interesting to me okay and you, this is my tough question for you the only one i have okay uh um what we are essentially doing and this is a moral question because it keeps me up at night sometimes right where i'm like you know i am i am part of the spearhead of cultural change as far as comedy is concerned and now with gaming also you know what the decisions that creators take right now will impact creators and the way consumers think for years and years to come you know we are in that nascency space uh, even when it comes to gaming if you ask me um invariably the responsibility of developing these subcultures ends up being that of companies right and companies invariably have a profit motive 
and then i wonder how much of us how much of what we are doing will actually benefit with the scene at large and how much of it is profit motivated and is harmful for the scene at large you know because by virtue of being a business you are and it's not anybody's fault it's like businesses are have to look at things through the lens of a business which is ki how do we make money here because that is a profit motive and continuity are important factors of uh, of any business jo mere ko 12th standard mein sikhaya tha so like you know how do you balance that because we are take, we are making decisions and sometimes i wonder do we even know if this is the right decision to be making creatively that can impact especially because of the age group involved such young people so two three things i think you have you've asked me multiple questions so let me kind of try and address you know them I one by one i told you it's one. a tough question 16 marks so it has to have more than one question absolutely <laughs> i'll try i'll try to attempt uh, as many questions <laughs> sub questions as part so first of all i think the first question first answer the first thought that comes to my mind when you ask me this is somewhere also led to the discussion led to the point that you and i and i discussed with a lot of creators as to what is the kind of content that needs to go up right what is right and what is wrong and i think uh, i would always say balance right hmm. you can't be too extreme hmm. and you can't be uh, too you know you can't be too extreme on either of the sides right and when i say balance i mean that some a balance of what you want to do and what the audience wants to hear of course keeping in mind the filters of you know certain cultural context uh you know respect for your audience you know male female members of the audience etc and uh, you know your basic guidelines so the first important thing is balance in terms of the content that you approach uh second your question of companies making profit out of content that is being created i mean that by- is to the nature of it only but like huh, is it but- is it moral but, like the companies developing the culture i mean companies are the ones developing culture now as opposed so to it just let me correct you yeah. here akash it's not the companies anymore anymore we are in in a era or a generation of people which is about heroes right hmm. about characters becoming and of course it's always been there it's it's more now with you know so much of digital across around us right with all these apps etc but it's basically the heroes that are creating subcultures instagram is just a platform or you know youtube is just a platform it's akash that i'm watching or it's a it's a prajakta that i'm watching or it's a malika dua i'm watching or you know xyz or it's a you know tanmay bhat i'm watching or it's any any of the news anchors that we are still talking about the characters or the heroes right so the responsibility still lies with uh the individuals who are coming in performing their acts or talents in front of it through these platforms hmm. uh companies will make profit when this those individuals are liked by the audiences companies will not make profits if those individuals do not continue to feed what audiences wants to hmm. uh also the the second part to this is you will also create what the audience wants to yes of course you can go and say that we will create um maybe voyeuristic content you know if the audience wants to but no that's not what we're talking about right that's a completely different uh that's out of moral whatever this thing uh but i think uh, uh the question is that ultimately we will create what the audience wants to see uh whether it's and in is, company do, or in but do you feel that also i feel very morally i mean and i've told you this uh, we've had this discussion offline many times where i feel so guilty but i'm like am i just like the whole point of doing this was to have that i had something to say and now i just have to say things that other people want to hear and i mean you've no. explained it to me in way nicer ways but if you could also explain it to uh, the people listening no but that's of, where the balance point comes right? right we go back to the same point that you will do some things which you like because ultimately we are here to listen to you or you know be be entertained by your content but we will also want to get insights but we would also expect you to get insights from our lives and then create jokes around it yeah so amf uh, bhi karne ka aur podcast aur stand up video bhi dalne ka why not <laughs> except amf as long as people can pay for it <laughs> yeah we are we're changing our our uh, paying patterns are slowly changing again yeah. as the heroes become bigger is uh, you know when things are going to change i i i rue the day 
that they start considering comedians as heroes i think that's the last no, thing that any of us want to be it's the last thing last thing we want to be is a hero. heroes i mean by heroes i don't i mean i think uh, even even a cultural hero <laughs> i mean if my cultural legacy is napa wale <laughs> i mean <laughs> i need to do more <laughs> the heroes are in families also akash i think i don't think so uh, you know uh, hmm. you are by hero anybody in a group of five people right yeah. uh, if there's one person who stands out and who's able to entertain the other four that the the fifth person becomes the hero and mm. it's as good as that i mean by heroes you don't have to be a uh, everybody will not become a shahrukh khan uh shahrukh khan is one mm. but i'm just saying Look that uh, she blush for no reason <laughs> she is blushing this well, is well you know impact. the other names that i will blush on but yeah shahrukh khan you can't the impact that shahrukh khan has had on a generation of men and women <laughs> My mom also yeah. does the same thing. I don't understand what the fuck you all are blushing about. वो नहीं बैठा है रूम में. But we, I think, I feel like with the COVID thing going on, I think we are at the precipice of a fundamental change in which everything will work forever. Uh, we thought it would it would be done by now. The changes would end by now, but they are not going to end anytime soon. I see another year and a half of ups and downs. of insane changes in how we consume things in insane changes in how we like like just completely redefining what it means to be social like you know i was just bitching about this on the discord ka radio ki last two months i have never said i'll see you there so many times and not not meant a physical place you know what i mean like i'll see you on the discord server it's not a place <laughs> like it's we're not going to go there <laughs> you know i feel you i was just before the podcast i was watching uh, the rough cut of your vlog yeah and you know i saw that reaction when when you went on stage and you know when people clapped yeah that that <laughs> that reaction of yours and i was like okay that should have been zoomed in you know and uh, there would have been tears in akash's <laughs> yeah you definitely definitely it was just genuine Yeah, two three and days of like, just crying. Like even at Habitat, I was akho me nabi hasi labo pe, ekdam fully. <laughs> and I guess I mean, you know, I feel you, especially for you know artists like you, because it's like for what work is to me, right? Like I would generalize my work for you. Stage is that, and mm. I feel that you know what it would have done to you, uh, missing it for all these months and days. But uh, I hope the worst is over and. we're hopefully getting the vaccine yeah i don't think we're getting the vaccine anytime soon and if they if they give it to us they'll ask us to get some new bloody card or some shit for it i'm telling you they'll be like oh vaccine chahiye to ye lijiye ye completely not compulsory card aur ye nahi hua to vaccine nahi milega par ye card compulsory nahi hai aisa kuch bol denge wo log uh yeah it, you know it, that's what while as we come to the end of this i just wanted to ask you because you are the right person to ask there are a bunch of creators right now who are completely lost in terms of where they stand in their place in the scheme of things uh, sometimes it gets depressing watching on youtube because the audience seems to be interested in watching the same 12 people every day and and that can really get to you as a creator and how what do you tell your creators right now or me included to you know what is what what message do you give these people what what do you ask them what are the signs you look at to find the next thing that you need to be doing right now I think at this point of time, when the audience, especially for stand-up guys, hmm. uh, or I mean, yeah, it would be actually very different for stand-up guys and creators. But let me just Please do this. This is watched by all all kind of creators. Okay. Okay. Everyone okay. except for say, stand-up comedians watch this show. Oh, then fine. <laughs> then I know the audience. I would say creators. I think. Uh, see, I mean, this is applicable everywhere. But hmm. I, I mean, to everyone. But I would say just, you know, that one strong insight. of what your audience wants to see is very very important while you can put up videos every you know every week you can do stories you can i think finding that one strong insight from your audience and then creating content around it is the key uh that's that's i mean of course your own style and your own messaging and how you you know what you say sorry what you say and how you say is all is important but uh, if if any of this if these months would have 
you know if there's something that you'd like to do now is to find that one strong insight of your audience which you connect with because that you connecting is also equally important right uh, and then create content rather than going saying ye gaming kar raha hai aur wo streaming kar raha hai aur ye interviews kar raha hai aur wo uh, you know cricket kar raha hai rather than doing that i think there is there is enough and more place for everybody in to be in but again i'll go back to saying you need to find that balance of what is that insight from your audience's life that you will pick up create interesting entertainment around it or interesting content around it and then put it out through your own channels whatever your channel of course a lot of it and i would say the second thing is i would say data never goes wrong so mm. i'm a huge huge one of the things that i've learned during these last two years is that data is a great great indicator of what and how things can be done so never go wrong with your data uh, it will help you say and do a lot of things so when you get feedback on your algorithms on your uh, on your insights etc take them seriously sit with somebody who can help you carve out those insights and to be able to do this thing so rather than going and doing 10 things if you can actually work on your insights and create two interesting videos that will really help mm. man good that's if you are watching this this is the advice i don't take so take it and yeah. see your life improve basically you are saying saying that i don't listen to anshu but yeah you all listen you all should because i am slow so when anshu tells me one thing it takes me 6 months to implement if you can implement within 2 months then you are already in lead <laughs> i mean it you know i think this is the thing anshu thinks i actively don't listen to her the thing is i, I actively listen to her my brain does not listen to me that is the problem <laughs> i'm telling you these creative people now they're all temperamental and they only love themselves <laughs> what else did you 100%. say 100% <laughs> 100% self obsessed mere jaise darya dil aadmi ko <laughs> but hey man anshu this has been a great conversation i don't know what you were worried about this was so insightful i was not worried i was just worried as to main kuch aisa kuch nahi bol do jo mujhe bolna nahi chahiye nahi wo main hu na karne ke liye and we touched some great spots also so to speak we did we did you know, if this was we a did. massage You know, you were like, no, no, don't press there. That's too low. Nothing good will come from there. And then I pressed on the middle of your back, and you said, "Ha! Ah, this is the equivalent of that." Ladies and gentlemen, this is my life with Akash. <laughs> exactly. All the bad jokes are saved for the team. <laughs> bad jokes and with my almost no reaction face. <laughs> yes, this is what I look for. You know, I was supposed to meet Anshu, and I would have tried to do this in person, but every now and then she gets a cold and cancels on plans. This has been going on for six months now. Don't talk about colds. It's scary to talk about cold right now. You said it yesterday, and I got a cold last night. Yeah, like, I had a. I had an allergy attack. That's oh, precisely. Oh, she had an allergy. That is this time's excuse. Hopefully, by the next yeah. time you hear an Akash Mehta and Friends podcast, I will have met Anshu finally. Uh, We will. Yes. Uh, okay, that was Anshu. Thank you so much for being on. Quickly, I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping for you all, guys. Remember, the Discord server is up. All the rewards for all the AMF patrons they go into the Discord server now. So come there, and you will get AMAs with all the guests and all of that. Uh, Akash Mehta Radio happens on Discord four times a week, so you can come and just listen to some songs and us chilling. Um, and uh, new stand up videos will come out at the end of the month that is end of december okay because november mein shoot karenge december se start karenge so as amf ends stand up will start matlab jis jis channel dheere dheere mar raha tha wo jayega aur fir aisa naya life blood ek aisa raste pe se sote hue aadmi ka khoon chura ke baatli dali jayegi channel mein taki wo fir se zinda ho jaye thank you for listening to akash mehta and friends thank you so much patrons will be back next week with yet another episode or maybe this week with yet another episode but yet another episode will come see you bye bye